0: Are packed, are you ready to go? This time tomorrow we'll be on the road, riding with you in the sunnier days. I wouldn't want it any other way. Hello, and welcome to episode 116 of the Grim Ninja podcast. I'm your host, Corinne Nidja. This podcast is where I share people's incredible stories of recovery after adopting a low-fat, whole-food, plant-based, vegan diet. Recently, I've been sharing some interviews with some of my favorite vegan mums that I know. And I just wanted to share them here in this space because there is so much misinformation and myths around raising vegan children that have been portrayed in the media. And I just wanted a bit of a bulk batch of positive rebuttals to those stories. And also to help other people who are listening who might be weary of raising children vegan or worried or concerned or fearful or other mums who are new mums who want to hear positive stories about raising vegan kids. So I've put a big batch here. Now I've had a couple in between that I'm just going to keep having them dispersed throughout this podcast because to me, veganism is about compassion. To me, it is even... I would say it has been a huge wake-up call for myself in my own spiritual journey. It has helped me really understand a sense of oneness and love and compassion that I never knew before finding this way of eating. So, and raising vegan children has been an exercise in teaching compassion, teaching kindness and aligning myself and our family with those values and not living out of sync with what I know in my heart to be right, which is to treat others, regardless of species, how I would like to be treated. And I very much value modelling that to my children and the guests on this show are similar. We we all want to model that kindness to our children uh, for the future of their health for the future of the animals and the future of the planet as a whole. Uh, So that's why I'm sharing. I'm very, very passionate about raising vegans in this world where there's people are waking up and making that connection, but people are still very fearful of damaging their children's health, of the children being outcast, of the children being fringe, weird, no friend people, (laughs) of the children being protein deficient, iron deficient, calcium deficient, their children having terrible teeth growing up, all of those different fears that come out, the myths around the Western price information around dental health and Mm. butter and animal fats and all these things, which we know we can obtain through a mineral rich, nutrient dense, whole food, plant-based diet. So yeah, without further ado, I'll talk about today's guest, which is the lovely, lovely, lovely wife of Shakul Kachwala, who was featured on this podcast back in episode 92, where Shakul was on, and then his brother, the lovely, lovely Shamiz was featured back in episode 33 with his story of healing his ulcerative colitis, which is an incredible story as well. And he's one of my, you know, every guest is my favorite guest. But it's a really great story. Go back to episode 33 and hear Shamiz's really, really powerful story about healing his ulcerative colitis. And then meet his beautiful brother, Shakul, in episode 92, where he talks about his own journey, which has also been a really wonderful journey with whole food, plant-based eating. But today we have Divya, Shakul's wife, and she is mother to Alia, their beautiful two-year-old daughter. And Divya also has a Facebook page called Food Family Wellness and a YouTube channel called Divya, D-I-V-Y-A. And you should definitely check it out because this week her and Alia made chai cake, vegan, gluten-free, oil-free. And when you see the it thumbnail, oh my gosh, it just looks so delicious. So I definitely recommend checking. Go heading over to YouTube and subscribing to Divya's channel, D-I-V-Y-A, and also going to Facebook and liking the food family wellness page. And you can also find her on Instagram at Divya underscore sing S-I-N-G-H over on Instagram. And you will she shares recipes, mindfulness activities, all different kinds of great things on her channel and in her social media so please head over there. But today we are talking about raising vegan kids. So we are just going to have a chat about both our experiences, about her journey to whole food plant-based eating and veganism, her experience pregnant, breastfeeding, introducing foods, favourite foods of Alia, struggles around eating vegan in a new city. Um, We're talking about protein, we talk about birthday parties how to deal with kids at birthday parties and social situations we talk about her youtube channel and we talk about her three tips for raising vegan kids at the end so please stick with us and here is the super lovely divya enjoy the show Hello Divya and welcome to the show.
1: Hello Corinne, thank you for having me.
0: Uh, It's a pleasure having you Uh, and you know I very much love your husband Shakul and his brother Shamiz and they were on the show. I will write their episodes in the show notes because right in this present moment they're not in front of me and I've blanked. I think he was in the 90s Shakul. Yes. And I know that Shemiz was much earlier in the piece sharing his story about healing his ulcerative colitis with a whole food plant-based diet. That's right, yeah. But today we're talking about motherhood and my other favorite topic, which is raising little compassionate vegan kids.
1: Yes, definitely. And it's it's exciting to have that uh, to talk about as well, because it's, that's what my life is all about at the moment.
0: Mm, mm. so you have alia who is so
1: she's ju- just over two uh she was two on the 19th of july so it's kind of yeah it's it's a few months into
0: an almost two and a half which is just scary but... <gasps> my goodness <laughs> alia is very 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 cute i think she's the sweetest girl i've ever met uh, oh, I love you for saying that. Do That's so sweet. That. That's very true. <laughs> Thank uh, you. And I think that those little, like for little, we've had, you know, Emily Sonzi and Mandy, Mandy, your brain, your surname has gone from my brain right this second.
1: Then, oh my Van
0: goodness. Van I... Zanen. Mandy Van Zanen. Yes. yes, of course. Yes. How could I forget? Uh, we've had... Ranjit, and this is the f- fourth episode I'm doing on vegan raising vegan kids, and I'm doing them I think because there's so much there's so much much many myths around raising vegan kids and the dangers, and there's so many news stories that come out, and usually it's just the same two <laughs> that I find just come out. And it's dated back, the event happened, you know, five years ago and you think, oh, my gosh, mm, and I have to say yep. this again. Recycling those stories, <laughs> Recy- definitely. <laughs> Recycling those stories about the harmful vegan parents. So I love having people on the show to talk about this topic because it's close to my heart. I have two vegan kids myself and Theo since conception and Iggy since he his first solid food. So he's never had, although I, I wasn't vegan for the first time five Months of his life. So I don't count him as fully 100% since birth, but he hasn't had any yet.
1: Pretty much, yeah. Almost there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: so tell us your vegan story because we've obviously heard your story about becoming to veganism because we have heard Shukul's, but I haven't heard yours.
1: Yeah, I, uh, there are certainly some parallels between Shukul and I because we uh, started that journey together. But for me, I had uh, digestive issues. uh, Probably, I can remember from university uh, and maybe a a bit bit in high school as well, but uh, more so in university. Um, And that's when I went to the hostel. And I I, once we hostel food's awful, and I I hope it's better now. But back then it was terrible. We had uh, everything was covered in cheese, and you know, um, at that stage I wasn't uh, I wasn't eating beef and I wasn't eating pork um so if you did have vegetarian it was like uh ravioli stuffed in you know, with cheese with the cheese sauce it was just insane so I, I noticed that i started uh you know having issues uh from that uh, from that stage and uh yeah sort of when i uh when i started working um i worked uh in in local government and um you know there was lots of functions that were catered and, uh you know guaranteed to have like uh, scones and cream and and I I did like all of that stuff I've got to be honest I, I you know it's it's uh it was tempting and I I generally go for the sweets and everything but I would realized that you know shortly after I'd I'd feel awful and um, it was it was embarrassing because I had uh, you know the, the gurgles and the loud gurgling and <laughs> To the extent where it's like it's not just you that can hear it's other people because it's so you know it's, it's that it's your body screaming at you, um, but I kind of just ignored it and I thought you know it's it's probably normal um, and everyone experiences that, uh, but then yeah it, it started to get even worse and and I, I was at um, I was at work sitting at my desk and. And I just started feeling this um, immense pain in my abdomen, this really sharp pain. And I just said, I, you know, I said to my manager, just so you know, I, I might just, I might just collapse, you know, it was it was just so excruciating. And and she was like, oh, hang on a second, you know, um, but you know, the pain just went away. And then I was like, I just kind of, um, I was a bit, probably a bit naive. I just kind of went, okay, well it stopped. So it must mean I'm okay. And it must've just been like a, a random thing that happened and, and then, um, yeah, it was, uh, sort of around that time, uh, that was just before sham, uh, got sick and, uh, has got sick in Japan, uh, that I started to get even worse and, um, and sort of more regular discomfort. And, and I had, um, was, uh, uh in a, in a meeting about, um, you know, annual performance review with my manager and, uh. I started feeling that same pain and and then, yeah, I, I collapsed and um, they uh, called the ambulance and it was it's more I, I was just really embarrassed because i I, I passed out, but then I came to then I realized there's all this fuss and the brought a stretcher, but of course, I was able to walk and everything, so I got a lot of um attention and and stuff and it was uh, so I um, had a, a couple of tests and and it was fine. i, I they couldn't detect anything. And, uh, so, um, I yeah, went on, went on with life and then, uh, you know, around, uh, yeah, around that time, Sham got sick and then, um, a few months, uh, you know, after, um, starting the plant, uh, plant-based diet and then going back to New Zealand, uh, and continuing on the plant-based diet, you know, I talked to, uh, him and I talked to, uh, you know, Shook's mum, uh, Bina, uh, about what they were doing and, and I thought, well, look, you know, it's it's been uh, profound what it's it's done for him and and um, changing his his uh, situation completely. And I thought, well, I you know, I'll give I'll give it a go. Um, so I um I uh, started to cut out sort of uh, you know certainly red meat and chicken and and pork and I wasn't having that. Uh, I did start going back on that after university but then I cut that out and so I was down to seafood um and and really infrequently and I I remember your story Corinne, as well seafood's just that kind of generally the last thing to go as well isn't it
0: yeah I think it is I think so many people think of it as the it's we've been so indoctrinated to see it as the healthy alternative
1: absolutely to
0: beef the salmon yeah Yeah, salmon it's been really well marketed
1: (laughs) absolutely absolutely so I, I was um uh, definitely one in, in that group, and and I think um you know growing up and and uh, holidays back to Fiji, we'd often have seafood. We wouldn't have um, so much so red meat and chicken, but seafood was there. So I, I had a had a preference for that. So that was it was a bit uh, the hardest thing to let go of, really. So, um, but once uh yeah, so I started kind of easing off everything, and then, when we went back to New Zealand uh and visited family, we just ate everything that um Shemiz was having, and and then shams um uh, and shook's mum and dad uh, were having the same so in, in the household, we were plant based, and so that was perfect because it was like a a bit of a retreat in some respects, we got to be sort of immersed in in full plant based eating and and then uh, we were there for about a week, and uh, you know, as as you know, with Shook's story, he, he um, that was the week that he stopped everything. Um, I kind of eased my way into it. I was already um, mostly plant based at that point, and then then we we stopped together, and uh, it was it was amazing. Within within a few weeks, um, you know, it's it, it was life changing, and and like you say in, in your previous episodes. Um, you know, taking the red pill. You know, the Matrix movie. It's just, it's, it's just a switch that flicks, and and um, uh, like waking up and having this energy and and not feeling uncomfortable. And and I didn't know that, you know, my uh, certain sensations didn't have to be there, and and you shouldn't have to think about digesting. You shouldn't have to think about, you know, what comes after digesting. It just should happen, like a your heartbeat, really. So that was everything. Just happened automatically and and um it felt it felt amazing it was uh and we were we were very um clean uh certainly lots of juicing lots of smoothies and we still are um we, we don't need any oils um uh, or any processed foods but back then in particular rather than juicing once a day we'd juice twice a day and then just heaps and heaps of raw food uh um, even more than what we do at the moment, so um, it was it was quite uh, uh, an amazing thing that we did for our bodies um, and felt the benefits of it.
0: Wow! And so, how long was this before you got pregnant with Alia?
1: Um, good question. Now I'm thinking about four years, about four years or so, three three four years.
0: And when you, because obviously you felt amazing, but when you decided you wanted to start a family, were you apprehensive at all about making that choice for Alia?
1: No, not at all. Uh, I, I think, uh, I, I didn't know any vegan mums at that stage. I was just thinking, no, I didn't. Um, I, And I, I knew that if I felt this good, and I, I knew the benefits and uh, the research and um, you know, Shoko and I—we would talk about—we um, talked—we talk about health a lot, in, in the family, and with other families, and with friends, and so it just—it was—was absolutely what we were going to do, uh, and and we were quite—we're uh, both absolutely committed to it, um, and uh, uh, I was uh, I, at that time uh, there was—I can't remember her last name, but. Um, um, a YouTuber named Lonnie, you perhaps you might remember her name. She was uh, raw, and um, I just, I still see, uh, remember an image of her that went kind of viral. She was um, having raw juice, gr- raw green juice, and you know, she was. It was a whole, you know, it was very controversial thing. Um, and I just, uh, I remember thinking, oh, that's people are getting really, uh, you know, um, scared about how how she's approaching. The pregnancy, and I was quite—I was just really surprised by it because I was thinking, well, she's she's being really healthy, um, so isn't that a, isn't that a good thing? She's not like, you know, binging on on I, horrible food, and and uh, yeah, so I remember thinking that was quite cool, but yeah, why why was it so controversial? But yeah, certainly for us, yeah, definitely uh, all the way. Um, we're going to do a, a vegan pregnancy and and uh, and raise. Our child is a vegan too, definitely.
0: Yeah, wow. Well, and I, I, I feel I've had very similar experiences when you're thinking about raising Theo because I hadn't been vegan when I was pregnant with Iggy and just that awareness that there's so much controversy around it and, you know, I had people around me saying, you know, there's so few vegan from conception and birth and pregnancy, sorry, vegans you're literally doing an experiment on your child by doing it this way and so that I was I was nervous but like yourself you know I had done so much research and I'd had such a positive experience in my own health that well and also i would become an ethical vegan by then so for me and it's funny because I don't know if I've mentioned this before but when I was pregnant with Iggy I was plant-based from a multiple sclerosis but I wasn't an ethical vegan and I hadn't made the switch. And there was a vegetarian who was an ethical vegetarian in my work. So she didn't eat, didn't eat chicken either. But she, in her mind, she wasn't going to lapse. It wasn't just that she didn't like it. There was more to her vegetarianism than just an aversion. And she said that she craved chicken. And I, when I craved chicken when I was pregnant with Iggy, I just ate chicken because I was like, I'd heard that MS goes into relapse when you're Pregnant, and I was like, right. I have a craving. The baby must want it. We <laughs> must want fantails yes. and cake, and it must <laughs> want all these things that I'm eating. And so I just ate it. And I, she said to, I said to her, Why don't you just eat it then? Like you're pregnant. Because <laughs> I just was so not where I am now. And, and when she said, You know, I couldn't, but she w- she was craving it, I was like, Oh, I, I just didn't. I hadn't made an ethical connection. And I, couldn't understand why she wouldn't eat chicken. And then now, obviously, I look back and I think when I was pregnant with Theo, someone said to me, if you're craving, I didn't crave, I didn't have any cravings of non-vegan food. But if someone had said to me, oh, you know, just eat chicken, I would have been like, why would I ever do that? <laughs> Are you insane? But I, yeah. you know, I just, I hadn't taken the red pill or the blue pill or whatever pill yeah. was my first <laughs> pregnancy. And so I just thought, how could she not eat the chicken when she's craving it? And now with Theo I was just I'd made that connection and there was absolutely no way in a million years that I would have suddenly started because I'm pregnant or because I was fearful that I could have put my ethics aside and killed an animal for my taste buds. Yes definitely and I, I think um we uh, certainly I, I agree with you the ethical
1: uh, position is, is something that developed for us as well our past so certainly health first and and equally as important is the ethical side. And and now I I think about that. Um, and you know we we've got some um,
0: beautiful books by Ru- Ruby Roth. I think it is Ruby Roth.
1: Yeah,
0: I've got some too.
1: Yeah, and I I think um, just it helps uh, aid the conversation. I mean, obviously she's very young, but just the things that she says to me around you know cow's milk and. Um, you know, the, the beautiful, what is it called? The beef is for vegan. Uh it's uh yeah, talking about honey and stuff as well. So we if, if the topic is raised, then then she says to me, Mummy, do you drink cow's milk? And I'll say no. And I say, "Yeah, do you drink cow's milk? No, she says and, and then um it's 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 nice to kind of have those messages uh, into her mind at this stage and, and there is another um lovely book that we've um I started reading with her, but it's it's kind of more. I think um, it's more advanced, really. That's it's called. That's why we don't eat animals, and uh, so we'll we'll get into that when she's a little bit older. Um, but yeah, the ethical stance is, is is really important, and I think yeah, for us, uh, like you, it, it developed later on in our journey as well.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you and talk talk about it because for me, I started like you, I started my journey from a health perspective and then it became an ethical perspective and when you said health was the priority and then and then veganism came after that I started to think and often you see people you know ex-vegans saying that you know their health declined and then they've gone back to eating animals and for me I ju- I cannot fathom that because I feel like there are so many different ways to people to talk to and doctors and experts and research out there saying all the benefits of a vegan diet. And I, I don't believe that it's like that there's, I think a lot of people believe that there are multiple human diets, you know, Um, Yeah, (laughs) but we know that a lion eating a diet of donuts would make that lion very sick or, you know, a lion eat a lion who's only juice fasting for life. Yes. Would make them very sick. You know, I just, I just was wondering what you thought. If you thought that you were getting weak or struggling, do you think that you would immediately pivot back to non-veganism, or do you think you would look for? Her? <laughs>
1: I, I, I don't think I ever could. Um, and, and for a similar reason as as you, uh, I just can't even um, imagine the thought of consuming meat. It just, it's, it's, yeah, it seems very strange to me now. Uh, i um it's it's interesting that you say that um, you know those those youtubers, their health decline. my my health hasn't declined overall. I feel great. but during my pregnancy uh, first trimester, I you know had horrendous morning sickness and and um, you know i i uh, I really I wasn't eating much at all, and I was off a whole lot of foods and including some of my favorites and everything. and um but even even that time, I didn't think, oh, you know, Perhaps if I try some chicken, I won't spew up as as much. I, I didn't even think about. Or uh, if I tried some salmon, because that at that stage, um, in in our vegan journey, it was just um, uh, we it it was just a, an odd thing. Um, but yeah, I think I do uh, with with all the the YouTubers that are. Um, Changing their minds and, and um, going on the extreme end, it's it's I, I find that really fascinating because it's not that they're consuming a little bit more meat; they're just kind of going full ball, you know, eating meat every you know three three meals a day. And um, I, I think that you know you have to really think about what was their what were their diets like before? Because I mean, you can be a vegan, but you can be uh, as you mentioned, you know, eating donuts, uh, eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches you know, all the time and, and that's not healthy at all. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Oreos a vegan, that's right. So you you can you can be incredibly unhealthy and I think um, you know, on reflection if they were to look at everything they were doing, you know, not just the the version that they were giving the public, but looking behind the scenes and, and thinking, well I what what was my diet like? What was I consuming for breakfast? And I think or, or you know, lunch or dinner, then I think they'd realise that it's it's they were just probably very unhealthy and so if you if you just by introducing some meat and uh, they're probably changing a whole host of things and that that is probably um, giving them the change that that's making them feel better I don't think it's it's the meat at all um, and and it's interesting uh, you know I, I'm not really uh, I don't really follow a lot of youtubers I, I I just I don't have the time these days but they, I have. Uh, it was. I think it's Vegetable Police. Um, he um, started consuming meat. And now he's gone back to plant based because he's realised that you know he feels awful. You know, in, in the uh, beyond the short term, it's it's rubbish and and uh, uh, so he's he's definitely feeling the ill effects and has has gone back to eating plant based.
0: Yeah, I haven't heard of him, but I'm, I'm going to have a look at, at that story because I do think that. Like you said, there are so many factors that impact on our health, overall stress, not enough sleep, adrenal fatigue. There's so many different things where we're burning the candles at both ends or we have trauma or we have whatever that can affect our health. And I think there are so many incredible doctors, Dr. Malcolm Mackay, you know, Robin Shooter, uh Natalie Woodman, there are so many great experts in America as well. There are so many, Neil Barnard, um, Alan Goldham. There are so many people that you can actually reach, Michael Clapper, that you can reach out to and and even just online to get advice and excellent groups like the Over Knives group and the Whole Food Plant Based Aussies here in Australia. There are so many great people to, to use as, res- have as, a, as a resource around you if you're struggling at all with a vegan diet. But I think, yeah, for me, that food is just no longer food. And I my, and my kids, like your kids, like your daughter, just starting to know that it's not food. And just linking into that when you were saying about the, that those thoughts are thoughts you want her to have, that milk isn't something that she consumes. And some people might say, you know, you're forcing your beliefs onto your children with, with that kind of thing. But and I've mentioned this before, but every way you raise your kid, you're forcing your values and beliefs onto them, like every single way.
1: Yeah, I was just, exactly. Aren't, aren't we all, yeah, aren't, you know, the person that's saying that, certainly you would have forced your beliefs. And that, and that's the thing. I, I mean, it's, it's not to say that uh, they will reach a point where they make their own choices, and, and that's fine. We expect that, and, and we made our own choices as well. Um, but you're, you're kind of – building that foundation and uh, you know I'd like to think um, you know she'll she'll definitely experiment when she's older I I, you know most kids would and and she'd probably try some junk food I'm pretty sure she probably will because there's a lot out there and it's all very tempting but I'd like her to like to think that she will try that and go well you know I don't feel as good as I I do when I'm consuming what I've always consumed and and kind of go back to that. That's what I'd like to think anyway. But you know she's entitled to make her own choices. But yeah, that whole argument of you know you're forcing your beliefs. That's that's what you do as a parent. Yeah.
0: Hello. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's interesting. On the weekend, I made a a whole food plant based cake that was I winged it. I'm a, I'm a cake winger, and sometimes they fail, sometimes they're great. This one was great. And I just saw mm-hmm. your chai cake, that I and I love chai, and I cannot wait to make that cake. I'm going to link it in the show notes for anyone who's listening who's like, I want to make that cake because Divya and Alia made this beautiful chai cake, and they just released the YouTube, not when you're listening to this, but like a couple of weeks ago, and it looks so good. But I made a cake, lemon and blackberry, because we just had blackberries in the freezer. Ooh, I know. Very nice. Yes. It was beautiful. so good. Only thing that was, like, slightly bad was I had raw – but it, look, it was whole food plant-based, but it had raw – I made icing sugar out of raw sugar. Okay. Like, I made, like, icing sugar. I blended it in there blender, and then I used that to, with lemon juice on the top. It was very sweet, so I'm not saying it's not a – everyday food but it was really really yeah. good for kids were going somewhere that they weren't whole food plant-based and i wanted a cake that they would eat and like and
1: yes that's that's important as well and and that other people would, would want to try as well yeah. so it's, you kind of have to balance it out as well exactly. so,
0: so it was a winner but she said to me on the way home the lady who we, house he we went to she said i said you want me to leave this cake with you and she said it was a long drive because they live far away and she said no maybe take take it for the drive and both my kids now i'm a recovering food addict, food addict, food addict. When I was a kid, I would have just been thinking about that cake endlessly. And my kids were, the whole time we were there before it was cut, they were saying, when's the cake getting cut? When's the cake getting cut? So they're not like not in love with cake and food, junk food. But I had one piece and I would have been wanting 20 pieces when I was a kid, not 20, but Many more than many, yeah. (laughs) They had one piece each. I think the littlest one had half another piece, and they were tiny, thin, little, narrow pieces. And we got in the car, and I said to them, "It's a long drive. Would you like a piece of this cake?" And they both said, "No, it's too sweet for me. (laughs) It doesn't make me feel good." And I was thinking, "Yes, like I've nailed it, because I don't want them to be like me and addicted." as kids, and, they, and I was thinking, gosh, just, I, I can't relate to you at all. I think you they, must both be adults. <laughs>
1: that's, that's pretty incredible, yeah. Very unusual to hear, definitely, because, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a sweet treat and, you know, it's usually it's, it's at least a few slices, but good on them. Yeah, yeah that, that's really well, cool. I think
0: just talking about being mindful around food and how it makes you feel, both of my kids now are just like, that food makes me feel this way. Whereas broccoli makes them feel ace, they know that broccoli and vegetables make them feel great, and they know that the junk food makes them feel like Iggy you got a headache once when I had him jelly beans, and they know that they make them feel not so good. So I'm hoping that that carries them into their life, where they just that's it are at least able to listen and say, you know what, I don't feel exactly good when I eat those foods. That's
1: that's right, and and yeah, same here. We're just hoping. That that's those are the choices and decisions and processes thought processes that alia will go through as well when she's kind of faced with all those temptations and 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 uh, like with your kids perhaps those temptations aren't really temptations for them at all because you know they they want other things and and that's that's amazing to me because like you I, I liked all those you know decadent treats growing up and stuff as well and and uh, yeah I like yeah at least at least a couple you know three muffins and and you know the a few a few slices of the pavlova i i used to love pavlova that was was uh, one of my favorites so it's those those sorts of things like that was it was a different existence a different experience for us so it's it's nice to think that they they'll have a, a different
0: uh you know focus i suppose i made pavlova with aquafaba for did you Christmas two Christmases ago and I thought it would be disgusting but everyone loved it and it made everyone get that perfect. my kids got they wanted to try it and it was so amazing and I thought it would be disgusting as I said but they but once, it once you add enough sugar to to, to even chickpea juice <laughs> yes, chickpea juice yes
1: and that I've never tried Equifiber, but I've I've been intrigued by it. But I, I'll definitely Honestly, give that a diva, go. Honestly, yeah, do
0: you should give it a go. Just for the I need just to make a, a note of Just it. for That's the chemistry so experiment of it, you can't believe that the blender just fills up with white, crisp, perfectly, brilliantly white wow. chickpea like egg white. You know, like a yeah. like a thing, and then you just with the sugar, it just becomes this amazing thing, and then you just plop it onto a pan and plop it into the oven. And it's yes. crunchy on the outside and squishy, wow. chewy. It's, That's impressive. My dad, as I've mentioned many times, not a fan of weird vegan food or weird food in general. And when I was a kid, he wouldn't try my crazy cake because he thought it was too crazy. <laughs> did, you have, did you have crazy cake in New Zealand when you were growing up? Is is that just a cake that you've made up? It was a mixed that... cake in a box. Okay. Oh, okay. It was not called like Crazy old, Cake. So, like the... <laughs> Crazy Cake, oh, it's an actual okay. yeah, like a packet. So it came with like uh-huh. green middle was green, the icing was like blue, and then it came with colorful sprinkles. Or it might be a pink middle with purple outside and yellow uh, we sprinkles. Didn't, we
1: didn't have it. It wasn't called Crazy Cake, but I had uh, went to birthday parties where people had yeah, yeah, crazy yeah. Colored cakes My stuff. dad yeah. was always like,
0: "No, none of that for, <laughs> for <Yeah>. me." <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i mean it's when you think about it having green cake it's and it wasn't just like a natural green it was like
0: crazy green it was crazy <laughs> it was crazy but yeah he's someone who was there's no weird food for him and he loved those meringues so if you're listening obviously not a food i would recommend you make all the time but just for science it's yes. fascinating. It's a science,
1: definitely. And can, and Christmas festivities as yeah, well, perhaps to I made like a, a coconut
0: to... cream cream and then just berries on the top and amazing. Everyone was it was a hit. Highly recommend. Awesome. Definitely make a note of that. And That's I cool. wanted to I thought Ali would think it was fun because it's my kids thought it was really fun.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. She she loves all that kind of stuff. The the sciencey stuff, um, you know, it's 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 amazing that something like um aerated and soft like a cloud comes out of something that's liquid. It's yeah, it's fantastic for kids definitely. It is
0: so fascinating. Uh now on that what is Alia's favorite food? Like how has she how have you navigated going from breast milk to solids and then what is it like now?
1: Uh Alia Alia's favorite food. She she actually uh only started having solids when she was, was around 12 months. Um, so she was we, we um I did you know exclusive breastfeeding up until that point. And then she was raw. Uh, gosh how many months it's escaped me, but she was raw for a very long time. I think we it was nearly two years. So her favorite food when she at the early stages, she she loved papaya. Uh and then mango and and then in terms of right now, she she's kind of she's into blueberries, and I think most kids are crazy about blueberries. It's just a thing. It's it's amazing. Like they can eat a lot, and she can certainly can. But um, so that in terms of fruit, uh, yeah, I'd say blueberries, strawberries, mango, uh, and cooked food. She loves rice and dal. She will ask for it all the time, and and I'll even ask her. So what what do you want to have for dinner tonight, Alia? And she'll say rice, 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 and um. She she does like sweet potatoes, but it's she, she asked for rice and I, I think it's uh um my my nieces were crazy about rice and dal as well. It's it's very it's very simple, but I think the flavours just seem to agree with little ones and it's
0: good for them, so Yeah, I think it's so comforting, rice and dal. Like it's like is it kidgety?
1: Yeah, we haven't had kijudi in a while, but yeah, when you cook the two
0: together, yeah, so it feels like a, my my father-in-law's from Punja from Punjabi India, and he's Kijudi is like he's when I'm sick or he has a cold or he doesn't feel well. That's like his little cuddle food for himself when he doesn't yes. feel good and Dahl to me is like that getting a cuddle
1: definitely and and i think that's probably why she she enjoys it so much as well The the warming that's uh, warming and we don't make it too spicy obviously but it just it's 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 a thing at the moment so i don't know how how long that will last but um at the moment it's just it's actually lasted quite a while since a good few months and and when we go to family houses and um homes in New Zealand uh they just make make it for her they make it for her because she she just loves it and she sometimes even asks for it so it's uh, it's it's easy and it, it it really is like if you can chuck some salad on there and it's a complete meal and uh, it it does the job so uh, that's that's her favorite at the moment and yeah. you
0: had a video and I didn't make them but I have to you made a video with three different dial recipes on your YouTube channel is that right
1: Yes, I did. That's right. A um, uh, couple of months ago now, but, and that was um, uh, I. I actually thought well, I was talking to Shoko about recipes, and I thought, oh, this, do people really want to know how to make dao? Because it's it's so it's it's such a simple dish for us, and you know we probably didn't appreciate dao that much growing up. And so I said, oh, you know, should I should I do it? And he said, no, seriously, do people want to know how to make dao? So I, I did that, and and it was. Uh, Quite quite well received, and I am um, I made uh, yeah three three different versions using one as a foundation for the other two. So I didn't want to well, I wanted to make it as simple as possible, um, and uh, the other two um, uh, were just uh, required a few uh, extra ingredients. but yeah, it's it's uh, um, and when i when I do make them i I tend to make all three and then freeze them, which is good. dial freezes really well. Um, and it just means that you're not having to soak and boil chickpeas uh, as often. You can just kind of uh, make a massive batch and pop it in the fridge and, and grab it out when you when you feel like it.
0: Yeah, I feel like it all the time. We have it at least once <laughs> a week in our house. Yeah, same, definitely. It's, it's so yum. I was going to ask you about now. You are you and Shakur mostly from New Zealand, although you just told me that you were born in Fiji for the first five years. That's right, yes. But now you're based in Melbourne, Australia, and I just wanted to talk a bit about how you're finding raising vegan kids not just away from your base, like your family and your friends, but in a different city. And how you find with socializing or going out, like what's been a struggle or what's been a pleasant surprise for you
1: it's been actually not not a struggle at all uh i think people are pretty pretty understanding and um we've got really wonderful friends and both vegan and non-vegan and and they uh go out of their way to make sure that there are options available and they'll do their research and uh we've got a friend that um you know he sought out a a bakery that had vegan goods, and then he 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 made some stuff. It was just it was just lovely. So I think we we're very we're certainly very lucky that we've got people that are very understanding and and um very accepting as well. Those that aren't vegan, I think it's uh, it's it's a different way of thinking for them, but they are open and accepting, which is really really great. And of course, our vegan friends, it's it is easier. To engage um, and and um, have those conversations, especially those vegan friends that have children as well, uh, we can have those sorts of conversations. So I think, you know, it it is uh, it's been really great being back here, uh, and certainly in New Zealand, uh, you know, as I was just saying to you before we started recording, we have a lot of family in New Zealand, and and uh, we're very fortunate to have very um, you know, close family members. I mean. We're both very close to our, our parents and our, our siblings, so with are there. Uh, so chemise is in, in Auckland as well, and my sister is in Auckland as well as our both of our parents. Uh, so it's it is uh, we we certainly miss them a lot. Uh, uh, but um, and and I think those that are vegan and non-vegan, they again are very open, very accepting. Uh, they don't necessarily make the same choices as us but that's okay uh, and i I just appreciate the fact that they they let us and they're happy for us to to make those choices and and uh they listen and, and uh, you know perhaps adopt a few things here and there but I don't have any expectations if uh great if they do you know if they don't that's fine as well it's not it's it's, it's their choice completely as well uh but there, there is a um, we don't have as much family here, so that's the only real difference. But we've established ourselves and set ourselves up really nicely here. And I think um, the more uh, the older Alia gets, and uh, the more groups we find, and uh, the more people we meet, it's it's uh, you know it, it's really good for for her to to kind of interact with both um, you know vegans and non-vegans because certainly she's going to have non-vegan friends. And uh, you know, we, we with we had our uh we've had discussions, Chuka and I, about what's gonna happen when she goes to a birthday party and there's non vegan food and I I mean I'd love to ask pick your brain about that as well because you know I um there she she's uh, Alia is obviously vegan but also gluten free as well. So uh the whole idea of okay, well we, we don't eat this because of these reasons. It makes us feel uncomfortable, and and um, gives us a sore tummy, or you know, uh, you know, those those are sorts of conversations that we'll have to uh, approach when we closer to the time. But I think, um, how did you handle that when your when your boys went to birthday parties and outings and
0: gatherings? With Iggy, I was just, I was very like a helicopter parent for the. For him, when he was little, and now with Theo, he's just it's the forgotten second child. Um, but but he, <laughs> he knows, he knows. Well, firstly, we don't, we haven't had many instances where we've gone to a non-vegan birthday party with him. With Iggy, we have, we had less vegan friends, and so we went to a lot of non-vegan birthday parties back then. But I mean, I just would walk with him and say that's not vegan that's vegan that's not vegan that's vegan and he knew what vegan meant um over the years we just talked about it so much Mm -hmm. so he just knew and now he'll just say these vegan and I'll just say no and Theo will say is this vegan and I'll just say no or yes right and sometimes if they're disappointed then I'll try and make something like it at home or I'll try and buy an alternative if they really, really, really want to try it and feel left out and just talk about that. This isn't a health food. <laughs> you know, if yeah. it's not a health food, I'll say, look, this yeah. is. <laughs> but I mean, most of the time nowadays, they just don't mind. Like, yes, I thought they would really mind, but they just don't mind. I thought that it would be a huge oh, that's, deal. That's ideal. In the first two years, Kinder and three, three, four, five, Iggy minded, and now he. Occasionally will mind, but overall. Like, but he'll say things about the food. Like, like sometimes I have issues where like I made kale chips recently and he loved them and they were really, really good. I took them to school and they stink a bit like farts, kale chips. <laughs> That's right. And the kids said, your food taste smells like farts. And so now he won't <laughs> oh, bring kale chips to school. Oh. And I said, you have to eat them in secret at home like a desperate <laughs> – Um, but things like that happen which annoy me because I'm just like well (laughs) now you just got back to your boring lunchbox where I just have fruit and veg sticks Mm. and (laughs) stuff in there which he thought was really boring because his friends have things in packets and he wants that yeah the packet and I just say well Uh, the packets are terrible for mother nature she she can't eat them and I'm not going to Mm. kill the planet to make you popular I'm sorry I yeah, love exactly. you, baby, but I'm not doing. That. You know, you'll appreciate this when you're older. <laughs> I hope so. I don't say it in a way that makes you know. I tickle him and give him a cuddle and just say, "Look, I, you know, that that's yeah, not good for your yeah. body or the planet. I'm not doing it to you to be me. I'm doing it because I want you to have an Earth once I'm gone. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, it's. It, I mean, it's it's obviously about that communication, and it's it's great to see that they, um, as you mentioned earlier, they absorb a lot. And, uh, so, uh, we, and, and we, we've been talking to Alia a lot about that, uh, about those things as well and about packets and how I mean, we don't, we, we occasionally, um, get her these, these fruit bars and just, uh, just when we know there's, she's going to go to somewhere where perhaps she's intrigued by the, the packet or whatever. And uh, so that's very, very occasional. Uh, but, uh, we do talk to her about those other, the health benefits and how it makes us feel and everything like that so uh yeah like hopefully like your your lovely boys she'll she'll say oh, okay well that's and she'll she'll ask, ask questions and ask whether it's it's okay to eat things as well
0: mm, well it's, ne- it's never perfect and I think that the I think that many guests on the show have talked about don't let perfection get in the way of progress you know and I think that As a mum, there's been so many times where things have happened where he's come home and it's been a cupcake day or a sausage sizzle day or some fundraiser and I haven't known and he's come home very sad that he's missed out on the thing or a kid's come to school with lollies for her birthday and they're not vegan and he can't have any. It's not that it's it's just an uphill amazing journey. For the kids, they have to have sometimes where they're disappointed and i and i don't like that but then that's life they're gonna have times in life where your kids are gonna not get the job they want or the girlfriend or boyfriend that they want or yeah as long as i can help make it a loving gentle learning experience where i'm like well you missed out on that maybe tonight we'll make this thing that you love or we'll do this thing that you love or and explain why again why we're make the choices that we choose which are because the animals don't deserve to be shot in the head for a jelly bean mm, <laughs> yeah for oh, a jelly bean true, true.
1: yeah absolutely i and and as you mentioned it's uh you know children are going to be disappointed and uh, that's that's kind of part of life as well and and those you mentioned the chai cakes um uh, we we made another batch and uh, alia wanted to have them first thing in the morning for breakfast and you know it's Cake is great, but we don't have it for every meal or we don't have it for breakfast, so it's that kind of thing where you know, offer them um alternatives that are enticing and, and taste good. But yeah, she I'm sure she really wanted to have that cake and she was definitely voiced her disappointment. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 part of part of life, and and non vegan children they have the same disappointments as well, and it's just it's that
0: that is the way the cookie crumbles <laughs> the vegan cookie <laughs> <laughs> The cookie <vegan> crumbles. <laughs> exactly and I think that trying to spare them every disappointment isn't doing them a favor either because then when they leave our nests they're going to face disappointments and they're going to be ill-prepared if we don't help navigate that with them and the feelings of disappointment with them that come that come along with it and I just wanted before we hang up I just wanted to say Want to talk about protein because you didn't have. You said you, had, you were raw for the first year, but we don't have time for that. So now I just want you. I'll write in the show notes. Actually,
1: maybe. I think uh, we could probably go for another ten minutes or so because we, we
0: didn't have a little bit of a buffer.
1: So if I'm happy to go, if that's okay with you.
0: Okay, so the protein, just about because you. I want to talk to you about the protein because I think a lot of parents and people will be thinking, "Oh my gosh, you only gave solid food." At twelve months, and they had raw food for pretty much the next twelve months. Where's the lentils? Where's the tofu? What's what are you doing for protein for this or calcium for this little vegan baby? So I'd love to hear your thoughts on that.
1: Definitely. So, um, for the first twelve months, or mm-hmm.
0: after the just both, both.
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, so the the one of the reasons why we we decided to um, keep her exclusively breastfed for around twelve months was um, uh, actually a conversation we had with uh, Dr. Michael Clapper. Uh, he had come down to New Zealand through raw events to uh, be a keynote speaker for um, an event that they were having, and and uh, we were fortunate enough to host him for dinner, and uh, we were talking about breastfeeding, exclusive breastfeeding, and he said at that point that actually it's, it's quite okay to continue uh, exclusively breastfeeding for... Um, you know, up to twelve months, or even beyond, if if you wanted to, obviously not forever, but just a you know, a few months after uh, twelve months. And uh, so we were, you know, really intrigued by this. And and you know, he explained that um the gut is permeable and uh uh before um before the age of uh, twelve months, and and so the idea that you um. And and the sort of the immune factors, and um, that's that's really important to to provide them with all those things when they're when they're very young, and uh, it sets them up really nicely for when they are older. And so we we thought, well, you know, we certainly uh, it's it, it was a huge uh, commitment, especially on my part, because obviously I'm I'm breastfeeding and and having to be with her all the time, which I. I pretty much was anyway. We we did a lot of sort of attachment parenting. Uh, our style of parenting was definitely attachment parenting. Um, but uh, yeah, so we did that, and and I think uh, I've I I certainly I feel very grateful that we we made that decision. Uh, within the first 12 months, she uh, she travelled a lot with us. We went to India, we went to Thailand and Singapore, and uh, she. Uh, other than uh, one one occasion where uh, she was a little unwell, the rest of the time she's been absolutely fantastic. And, you know, even now I, I just think she's just solid. Like we've taken so many flights and, and people are just so concerned about the germs and bacteria on, on planes and she's just absolutely fine. She just doesn't get affected by those things. So that was we, – we felt really grateful that we could uh, set her up in terms of the breastfeeding. She's still breastfeeding now but exclusively breastfeeding up until around 12 months. Uh, and then uh, um, giving her raw food. Well, that was that was something. I mean, we we had done the research and we'd experienced the benefits of of um, raw food diet and and the idea of protein. Well, every food has protein in it. I think that's what people don't realise. And uh, protein doesn't just simply come from one source and in, in the form of legumes. There's protein in the potatoes. There's protein in, in uh, cucumber there's protein and capsicum it's it's actually part of every vegetable and 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 so we we never at one point thought should be protein deficient and you know there is actually very uh, who is protein deficient unless you're obviously if you're starving then you're protein deficient but otherwise it's it's something that just doesn't exist Uh, yet we're so fearful of it because of the media and marketing but the reality was, she she had everything, uh, all the nutrients. She had, you know, a good source of fibre, vitamins, uh, and she was still she she was uh, breastfeeding even more back then. But it was, it was still now, so she, she had um, a really balanced diet, and, and she thrived on it. I think, you know, um, she's always, uh, uh, you know, in terms of her height and her weight, she's definitely met all the requirements and and uh it's just really happy and uh is is comfortable we, we've seen the other side where children um have a lot of gas they have a lot of bloating and uh i think because we we really committed to that and and she she enjoyed it as well i mean that's one thing that was really important to us that she enjoy her food enjoy her experience and she she certainly loved she she loved um you know greens and it's it was amazing for us to see her enjoy green juice so much. And it wasn't, it was not the sweet variety. It was just put lemons and kale and celery and stuff that, I mean, I, I really enjoy sort of the more savory flavors. And and she's, she's just like me. She, she eats lemon slices and uh, she's, it, it's, I, I feel like because she was given all of those, um, that exposure and, uh, you know, she developed tastes and a taste for those sorts of vegetables and, uh, so I think uh, – I, I feel very confident we've, we've made the right choices for her so uh, she can make the right choices for herself later on in life.
0: I think it's fantastic, and I loved everything that you said because I think that many people don't understand that there's protein in every, in every vegetable and fruit. Yes. Um, so that's so wonderful, and I love that she's so healthy, and I've met her, and she's perfect. Now, last thing I wanted you to say is for people – Two things. One is where can they find you and follow you on social media.
1: Yes, so um, I uh, have a YouTube channel, and um, I'll, I'll send you. Uh, you've already got the link. Um, it's actually it's my name, uh, but it's a little bit trickier to find me because um, I've got little um, oh, asterisks in in my channel heading, and which makes it a little bit trickier. So it's
0: underscore. It's in the show notes. I'll put it in the show yes, notes. So thank click, you. On the, click on click on this right. link, and then you'll find. The link to Divya's YouTube channel in the show notes. And on so on Facebook, is there a Facebook page?
1: Facebook page, yes. So our Food Family Wellness is our Facebook page. And Divya underscore D underscore Singh is my Instagram um, page as well. Recipes and um, interesting material around parenting, vegan parenting, and just a whole lot of things, interesting things like mindfulness, stuff that uh, we practice as a family, on a daily basis, um, I make videos around those those topics. Yeah, so I do that every week. So uh, we have a recipe every week. So um, as Corinne mentioned, chai cakes this week uh, might squeeze in another recipe as well. Uh, and yeah, just regular content. So it's it's been a lot of fun and and uh, really great to get Alia involved in some of that as well.
0: Oh, beautiful! Thank you so much for all the delicious food that's coming into my. <laughs> social media feed every day. <laughs> um, it all looks so fabulous and nourishing and just amazing. What are your three biggest tips for anyone listening who is considering raising their child vegan?
1: Definitely do your research. You need to feel comfortable about your decision uh, and and look to other people that have gone through those experiences as well. Learn from people that have uh, made certain choices around the foods they eat, and and um, there's just so much good information out there. So so do that research, and don't be afraid of it. I think you know it. Just because the majority of the population is not doing that doesn't mean that it's not okay. It's actually there are so many benefits as as you've experienced as well raising your children. It's it's an amazing thing that you can do for your for your children, and I think just enjoy the benefits of it enjoy that your child is healthy and vibrant and and uh, and enjoys fruits and vegetables there, there's just so much that you can celebrate and enjoy so yeah that's definitely what I could what I could uh, recommend people do
0: I love that so do your research and look to other people and I think that that is fantastic and if you have community community around you that's brilliant even better or make community around you if you don't have anyone around you like make lunches organize potlucks to mm-hmm. your local community whatever look to others who've done this before and don't be afraid i think a lot of people are afraid because of our media and all those things and enjoy the benefits of it i think it's really great because i don't take enough time to we do do We do gratitude every day at dinner time around the table, but I mean I don't necessarily talk enough about the amazing gifts that this way of eating has given us a a bang on about it a lot. But I mean not focusing on it from a celebration type of way and I think that that's a really beautiful way of looking at it and thinking about it and it's definitely made my brain think about Talking about it in a different way tonight with the kids and moving forward because I think that's a really great way of viewing it because it has given my family and the, myself and my children so many many gifts
1: yeah I think and certainly you know the the health benefits are there, but that veganism the basis is kindness and kindness and um, you know being gentle and and that's that's a lovely thing we we talk about how you know, animals are the same. This dog's the same as a sheep, and all there's. There's so many things that can be celebrated, other than obviously you feel amazing. That's that's wonderful. But from a child's perspective, uh, talking about how yeah, the, the the animals are all the same, and we value them, we love them, they have feelings, and all those things. It's and I, I just I think it's it's wonderful. So we, we celebrate all of that as well.
0: No, oh, I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, Divya, for coming on the show.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: It was brilliant. Thanks. Thank you so much, Divya, for coming on the show. Thank you all for listening. If you haven't yet headed over to YouTube and subscribe to Divya's channel, it's D-I-V-Y-A over at YouTube and it is Food Family Wellness on Facebook and Divya underscore Singh at Instagram. You won't be disappointed. She has three Recipes for a dal, <laughs> which is amazing. Over there, the chai cake, all these amazing things that you will love. Don't forget Divya's three tips. Do your research. Don't be afraid and enjoy the benefits of it. Celebrate the many, many, many incredible gifts that this way of eating will give you on a physical level, on a mental health level, on a spiritual level, The gift that you're giving to the planet, the gifts that you're giving to the animals by sparing them suffering and torture in slaughterhouses around the globe. There are so many gifts to your gut health, to your digestion, to your energy levels, to your longevity. There are so many gifts. I love that way of thinking and I'm so taking that into my life. With my own family, even though I do practice gratitude, I don't often... Think about it from that lens of being grateful for the gifts that my veganism has given me, and it's given me so many. If you haven't yet subscribed to this podcast, I put out new episodes every Sunday or Monday slash Tuesday, and they're on some are on YouTube. 28 episodes are on YouTube. There are on Corinne Nidger at YouTube, there are episodes available on Stitcher app, Spotify, iTunes or Apple Podcasts as it's called now and every other place that you can listen to podcasts, you can subscribe to this this podcast and listen. You can also check out my website. I am now offering Reiki healing sessions from my home alongside my health coaching practice. So if you're struggling with your own food addiction or you're just feeling a bit anxious or you're having any kind of anything, just need a little pep-me-up, a little confidence boost or just some peace and tranquility and you want to float away on a love cloud, the links are in the show notes for all of that. If you want to just have a chat, I still am doing 30-minute free coaching calls where we can talk about your goals and your health goals and where you want to be in the next 12 months or six months and make a really cohesive plan on how you can get there. Also, you can leave a, if you could, leave a kind review over at iTunes. That helps drive traffic to this podcast. And if you leave a five-star rating, that would be incredible as well. The more people who see these messages, the more animals' lives are saved, the more the planet is spared from catastrophic greenhouse gas emissions produced by the animal agriculture industry. And the more your health will benefit and the health of those around you that you love and care for. So It would mean the world to me if you could take the time to help me in my mission to help more people find a whole food plant-based diet and adopt it to save their own health, their family's health, the health of the planet and the health of the animals. So thank you again for listening. Thank you, Divya, for coming on the show. And I'll see you all next week. Bye. Bags are packed. Are you ready to go? This time tomorrow we'll be on the road Riding with you in the sunnier days
1: I wouldn't want it any other